Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki. All right, joining us on the show now from the ACC Network, we're really pleased to have with us Eric McLean. And Eric, a former player at Clemson and doing great work on the ACC Network. Eric, thank you for uh, making your debut here on the Hurricane Hotline in Miami. We, re- we, we really appreciate having you. Absolutely. Thanks for, thank you for having me. It was a tremendous pro day, so I'm, I'm just you know honored to be able to talk about it with you guys here today. All right, let's start there. And the guy that uh, absolutely – uh, blew up pro day was was Jalen Phillips running a four five each time and showed how explosive he is. What were your thoughts on on Jalen Phillips? Man, I, I do not think there's anybody else uh, in the country that probably had a better day, had a better singular day for themselves. You talk about moving up boards, raising some eyebrows, uh, all kinds of uh, talk than Jalen Phillips did. I mean, he he number one looked fantastic. He looked in great shape. Obviously, he has the size and the measurables that you 100% would want in a defensive end. And and then, you know, just all his times. I mean, he was blowing stuff out of the water. He's, he's looking like a, a swivel tight end out there with, with some of the numbers that he was putting up, the jumps, the explosiveness. Uh, so just a, a really, really good day for a young man that people forget almost walked away from football. And, and I'm so grateful that he didn't because it was a, a pleasure to watch him for the year that he played with Miami there. Uh, and just a, a great young man. You know, we had the, the uh, you know, great chance to talk with him after his pro day and just a very humble, uh, you know, intelligent, locked in uh, athlete that I cannot wait to watch on the next level. He made so many great plays during the course of the season. But if I was an NFL guy, I would look at two plays. One, Miami did not make a lot of plays against Clemson. But one play that was made, he made a nice move around one of their uh, left tackles, got to Trevor Lawrence. So that's NFL player meeting NFL player in the backfield. And then uh, another one, I think, demonstrated his athletic ability against Florida State. Uh, the deflection in the air by Silvera, and he comes down with a uh, circus interception. Yeah, it, it's incredible to watch, and I'll even add a third one there for you. When he hawked a guy down about 25 yards downfield, he gets in the backfield, notices that the running back hit the hole on the opposite side, and he doesn't give up on the play. He doesn't quit. He just has a high-motor 
uh, a love for the game, and he keeps going, and he makes a solo tackle uh, as a defensive end 20 yards downfield. It's just a very impressive football player uh, that, that we have seen get even better, you know, since seeing him play for Miami this uh, this past fall and a guy who is just, I mean, he's locked in right now in this time. Greg Rousseau, what were your thoughts on Rousseau? Uh, opted out this year. His body looked a lot different, but uh, what, what did you think of his pro day? Yeah, I, I was, you know, a little bit sad when I heard that Gregory was going to opt out, but you can never, you know, fault a young man or young woman for making the decision that they thought was, you know, best for, for their family and the best situation for him. And, uh, you know, I, I, w- I was very excited to see, you know, Greg and, and Jalen together on that defensive line uh, and, and just see two guys just absolutely wreak havoc along with, you know, a Quincy Roche and, and thought that those three would be, you know, the three best defensive end combination in all of college college football and uh you know we just didn't get to see that and and greg made the decision for himself and and went out and you know signed with uh you know an agent and started training and and all those things which i again i I totally understand but man he looked fantastic (laughs) he's a a huge human being you know right at six seven put on some great weight really looked strong and and weighed in at about 265 266 um just all those numbers. I mean, you look at his hands, how big his hands are, his wingspan, his arm length. I mean, just all those measurables right off the bat before he does anything. You can't coach any of that. And there's not many six, seven defensive end or defenders in general, you know, walking around the NFL. So to have a guy that number one has the production, I mean, he had 15 and a half sacks, uh, his last season playing a couple of years ago now, he's, he's just a freak of nature. And then to put the numbers to, to kind of match it, it, it's interesting enough. I did see some people kind of bashing the, you know, the four, six, the four, seven that, you know, Greg ran, but again, he's a huge athlete. I, I don't give a, a rip about what he runs. Cause as long as it's fast and in the fours, I'm cool with it. Cause this guy is such a dynamic athlete. He's going to alter passing lanes like no one else can. Uh, he's just a special player. And it, it was fun to see him back out there uh, one more time with his brothers, uh, you know, wearing that Miami gear and, and representing the U. A lot of people are going to be staring at the choice, Rousseau or Jalen Phillips. Does one have the edge or is beauty in the eye of the beholder? Yeah, you know, it, it's such an interesting question because, and, and I actually was asked this on ACC Network, so I'm glad I had a little preparation with this question here. I, I think it just goes with what the team needs. If, if you need a guy right now who, who is NFL ready, who you kind of know what you're going to get, uh, who obviously has put up great numbers and, and you know has the speed and power, that's Jalen Phillips. And, and if you need more of a linebacker type body, he's the guy that can really check both of those boxes. If you have some time and if you have maybe some other defensive linemen that you know can can help buy some of that time or, or really you know get creative with what you want to do with this prospect – you know, you go with Rousseau, a guy that, again, you can't teach 6'7". You can't teach the things that Gregory has. Uh, and really, for both of them, very versatile, just very differently. You know, I think Greg Rousseau can play any position on the offensive line or on the defensive line, excuse me. I think he has so much room uh, to still grow, uh, you know, physically. I, I think he could easily put on another 20 pounds, be 265 or 285, 290, uh, and still be a dominant force. Um, and, and so I just think it's what the team needs. But if you want NFL ready, if you want right now, you know, I think Jalen Phillips is the guy. Joe Zagacki with Eric McLean from the ACC Network, the guy that's very mature and he's played a lot of football in his career. I think he's a really good example of why you, sh- why you stay is Quincy Roche. They got a lot of video on him. They see his pass rush moves. They see his counter moves. What would you, you think of Roche? 
You know, it's also interesting that we, we talk about Phillips, we talk about uh, Rousseau, that, that they won the day. But really, you know, I, I wouldn't go so far to say that Quincy Roche didn't win the day as well. A guy who has so much production, who was the AAC player of the year, defensive player of the year before he transferred transferred to Miami, um, you know, showed that he can run. You know, ran a, a 4-6. You know, we talked to Jim Nagy from the senior bowl, a guy that does some work with ESPN as well. And he was thinking that, you know, Quincy was going to be in the four, eight range four nine range. And that's absolutely not the case. He blew it out of the water. We've heard a lot of teams discussing Quincy possibly, you know, on the Sam type of linebacker, if they run a four linebacker set, a guy who can put his hand in the dirt, get after the rusher, uh, but still can move and still has, you know, agile ability as a, as a linebacker should. So, I think he had a great day. He's obviously had a tremendous career and, uh, you know, excited to see where Quincy ends up next. How are the pro scouts going to view Brevin Jordan? You know, I think there were some interesting things going into this because there was so much talk about, you know, his injuries and, and can he stay healthy? And, you know, Brevin actually addressed it in his press conference afterwards saying, you know, I'm a tough guy and I've dealt with a lot of different things. I played through things. You know, I, I think that obviously he probably would have wanted a little bit of a faster 40, you know, either a lower four six or maybe even touching, uh, you know, a four five type deal. But he's still a tremendous athlete. He's a guy that can get out in space, be a mismatch problem. Uh, you know, obviously at six two and a half, six three, you know, not the biggest tight end that we've seen in today's game, but he's a mismatch problem. If you if you put a linebacker on him, you know, he's probably too slow. If you put a corner or a nickel on him, he's gonna be too big. So the name of the game in the NFL today is is about one on one matchups and do you have a chess piece uh, that can beat your opponents? And I think Brevin can absolutely be that. Do you think he gets judged as who he is, or does he get judged against Pitts from Florida? You know, I do think that that is an interesting thing because we see it so often in players' careers. They're, you know, instantly slotted as, man, he's a first-round pick. There, there's no question. And then, you know, time happens and other players develop. And, you know, now we start seeing players slide for, for whatever reason. I, I think there is – uh, you know, with, with what Pitts has been able to do, they're very different. You know, they're, they're very different athletes. Pitts is a generational once in a lifetime. If it wasn't for Trevor Lawrence, he'd probably be the best, uh, no question about it, player in this draft. Uh, but, but I think, you know, Brevin is different. He's had the, the production over time. He's been that bona fide, not coming, you know, kind of out of left field a little bit uh, like maybe Pitts has to, to some people. By the way, Trevor Lawrence has to be a can't-miss guy, right? I mean, it's hard to say if a quarterback's going to be can't-miss, but he checks all the boxes, doesn't he? Man, listen, I've watched this guy up close and personal for three years now. You know, I've gotten very familiar with his game, who he is as a person. He's 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 a non-miss. He's a guarantee. He's he's the insurance plan, if you will, if there ever exists as one uh, in a number one overall pick. So I'm right there with you. He he's a guy that if you pass up on him, you might not have your job too much longer. I, I was asked uh, who should the Dolphins take in the second round. And I said, if Travis Etienne is there, I'm not passing on him. What kind of pro do you think he's going to make? Yeah, that, that's absolutely right, man. He, he's such a, a special player. You look at Travis, and, and really one of the most intriguing things about him is just the lack of wear and tear. I mean, it seems like every year we're looking at his numbers, and he has half the carries as the leading backs in the country, but he's right there with touchdowns and yards. And he's just, he's such a different player. He's a home run hitter. 
Uh, he's really developed into a pass catcher uh, in his last two years. I remember watching him as a, a true freshman. He couldn't even catch a, a pitch out of the backfield. I mean, that's how bad his hands were. And now he's lining up in the slot, making all kinds of crazy plays for Clemson through the air. So, you know, Travis Etienne is going to be another guy that, you know, really has a special, special career. I've heard some whispers from the Steelers. Uh, that they're very interested in him in the first round, looking at different things that they have going on. So it will be interesting to see if Travis slips out of the first round or not. Is it? Uh, I guess it's pretty simple. Clemson's still the team to beat in the, in the ACC. <laughs> you know, I think until proven otherwise, that's that's kind of where they are. And you, you look at how they reload uh, the player personnel that they have coming in. We, we, we go from, you know, Taj Boyd to Deshaun Watson, who, man, there could never be a better talent than Trevor Lawrence. Man, there could never be a better talent. Well, now it's DJ Uyunglele and, you know, Clemson fans and really football fans in general got to see a glimpse of who he's going to be in two games that he was able to start because of COVID, you know, problems there with Clemson and Trevor. And it's just another one up. You know, it, it obviously starts with quarterback. He sets the all-time passing record ever against Notre Dame as a true freshman. So, you know, you see how special they're going to be there. And then the defensive line, the defense in general, you know, I think is going to be much more like that 2017-2018 team uh, that, you know, quite frankly had one of the best defensive lines we've ever seen. The University of Miami has a lot of guys coming back. They're going to need them all because their first four games are against two of the two of the first four or five games are against two of the most physical teams in the country. Of course, Alabama, the defending national champs, and they also have Michigan State on the schedule. You know, it's going to be very interesting to see what the situation is with Derek King. You know, I think that he is that special of a player. He he's worth you know, two or three touchdowns. I mean, he's that good of a player, that great of a leader. Um, everything that we've seen coming out of Miami's camp, and I'm sure you guys talk about this more, much more than I do, but it looks like he's going to be ready, and it looks like he's going to be healthy, and I think that that matters uh, for Miami. But there are a couple of young quarterbacks that I've been, you know, seeing on, on Twitter and social media and different articles coming out of camp that, you know, they might be ready to go as well. You know, I've seen you know, hearing from these wide receivers that, you know, they place the ball where no one else can. And that's a good problem to have when you can have kind of a stockpile of quarterbacks, you know, they're waiting in the wings. So it'll be fun to see Miami. I'm excited. All of the guys coming back. Uh, you, you think of Harley. I, I think he's going to have another special year uh, and just out on the edge and, and different things that he can do for your team. So if, if we can get it going in the right direction and get this defense fired back up, I think it's going to be an exciting year for Miami. Eric McLean of the ACC Network has been our guest. Eric, thank you so much for being with us. Say hello to Coach Richt. I absolutely will. Thank you so much for having me. If you have been thinking about your dream car and you are ready to add some luxury to your lifestyle, may I recommend Williamson Cadillac. For 52 years, Williamson Cadillac has been a part of this community. And for 52 years, nobody has done a better job with customer service than Ed Williamson. You can experience everything that Williamson Cadillac has to offer with its award-winning lineup. You can make a statement in their unmistakable XT Cross 
crossovers engineered to stand out. The X-T4, the X-T5, the X-T6. I am driving the X-T4. It is a glorious ride. Excite your senses in Williamson's CT sedan series dedicated to performance or you can ride in the original icon, the fifth generation right now, the Cadillac Escalade. Visit their state-of-the-art facility easily located at US 1 and 104th Street just south of the Palmetto Expressway or view their entire lineup online at WilliamsonCadillac.com. Williamson Cadillac, your premier luxury dealership. Williamson is Miami. 560 The Joe WQAM broadcast live from the Lou Backroad Coconut Creek Chevrolet Studios. No one sells Chevys for less than Lou Backroad Coconut Creek Chevrolet. No one. Find new roads. Now back to Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki. And joining us on the show right now, former University of Miami defensive end, Quincy Roche and 2021 draft prospect in the University of Miami held its pro day the other day. One of the guys that stood out and did a really good job was Quincy Roche. Quincy, you ran uh, 4-6 both times, so let's start there uh, with the way you ran. Actually, start with the overall performance on uh, pro day. How did you feel about it? Um, I thought it was a decent day. Um, definitely, I've, I've tested better across the board. Um, but, you know, I thought it was a decent day overall. Um, you know, I'm happy with it. Um, and I think um, it, it, it kind of checks the boxes that I need to, needed to check. So I feel like, you know, my pre draft process really couldn't have went any better between um, Pro Day, the Senior Bowl, my interviews, um, you know, and I'm just, I'm just having fun with it. What were some of the things that uh, that you have done or what have been some of the things that you have done since the end of the University of Miami football season to get ready for the draft? What have you gone through? Um, you know, actually, believe it or not, I, I've done so much. I've gotten so much better as a player. Um, so right away, you know, I started doing position work every day with Pete Jenkins. Um, I had Chuck Smith to come down and help me on my pass rush for about three weeks in a, in a row. Um, you know, if you know what Pete Jenkins is, you know, he's helped me in pass rush and my overall getting off blocks, um, pad level run game, eyes, technical things like that. Um, and, you know, that was kind of outside of my train, my, uh, my combine training. You know, a lot of guys don't work on position work while they're combine training. Um, and I've actually taken this opportunity and I've gotten a lot better i want to talk to you in a, in a moment about your pass rush uh there was a lot of emphasis on the 40 yard time uh did you feel the pressure number one and number two why do you think they pay so much attention to the 40 time no i don't think it was no pressure uh it was no pressure for me you know a lot of people think i'm a lot less athletic than i am um but for me you know i was just going out there and doing what i always do um you know i know i'm athletic um you know i've I've had a lot of production, um, and, and it's a reason for that. Um, so, you know, I didn't feel any pressure. I just went out there and did have fun and did what I do. Well, you do have a lot of games under your belt, and I think if people were to describe Quincy Roche as a player, they would say productive and disruptive. And I think those would be the two best ways to um, 
to describe me, and I even say versatile. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that versatility is going to help you, right? Because you might be a defensive end, or do you also see yourself as an outside linebacker in a 3-4? Yeah, I mean, I don't really see the issue in being a 3-4 side linebacker. I mean, most of the best pass rushes in the NFL are, you know, come from the outside linebacker position. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean you won't be pass rushing. That just means you have more freedom and you're, you're, you have more versatility. So instead of me being a, a straight five tech to nine tech, handing the dirt, taking on double teams, you know, I'll have freedom. Um, I'll be able to exercise some of my, my, my athleticism, um, my ability to play in space, um, and my football IQ. So I think um, three, four outside linebacker would be the best fit for me. You know, I think uh, also, i just enter this as part of the conversation, the fact that you played uh, four or five years of college football, you've got all that, uh, all those games underneath your belt, the scouts and the coaches can see that you're, you don't just have one pass rushing move. You've got a variety of moves and counter moves. I think everybody that actually took the time to watch my film, um, you know, they'll see that, that I have a variety of moves. Um, you know, I'm a versatile player, and I, and I understand pass rush. I have a, a football IQ, um, you know, a, a lot of good things. You know, of course, I have a lot of things to work on. You know, I'm not the best player in the world. Um, but, you know, um, I, I have um, a huge upside to my game, um, and, I, and I can't wait to, you know, be able to see and put that to the test in the next level. How much of a benefit do you think it was for you to have that extra year at the University of Miami? Uh, it was very beneficial. Um, it was very beneficial. You know, I learned a lot of things. Um, you know, I, I learned basically I was a pro before I was a pro. Um, you know, coming in, brand new situation, brand new playbook, um, brand new team brand new environment, you know, all of those things factor into being comfortable mentally um, off the field. And, you know, the fact that I was able to make that adaptation um, quick and smooth, um, and I'd, I'd even argue that that'd be one of my benefits over anybody in this draft. Um, the fact that I had four different head coaches, I was able to still be productive moving up a conference in a different school. Um, I've learned four different systems. Um, you know, I think that's my advantage over everyone else in this draft. Quincy Roche is our guest. Uh, along those lines, Quincy, what kind of feedback have you had? Any uh, feedback from from the NFL or scouts? Um, I've had really good feedback. Um, really good f- feedback. Um, you know, I'm happy with everything. You know, they they're happy with everything um, from my pre draft process. Excuse me. Yeah, they're happy with my pre draft process from um, the senior bowl um, to the way I've been interviewing. Um, to my tape, to what I did on Pro Day. You know, I've, I've definitely handled my business, did everything I had to do, um, and I'm pretty confident that I'll, I'll be um, gone off the board early in, in the draft. All right, let's go to the interviews. What are some of the things they've asked you? What are, what are some of the things that they're trying to get from Quincy Roche when they interview you? Um, see, how, how, see how far my football IQ goes, um, you know, kind of get a read on my personality, um, you know, the, the regular basic things, um, see see how I learn best, you know, those type of things. You came out of the Senior Bowl, and people were very excited about the way you played at the Senior Bowl, in particular the way you went up against Leatherwood from Alabama. Uh, take us through that experience and those practices, and how well did you do, and what was the what was it like fighting against Leatherwood? 
Um, you know, it was it was a very, very fun experience, very competitive experience. Um, you know, really a dream come true. You know, it's something I wanted to do my whole life. Um, and going against Leatherwood, you know, he's he he won the outlet award for a reason. He won the outlet award for a reason. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's he's a he's a great old lineman. Um, you know, he has great technique, great patience, great balance. Um, you know, it's not really nothing he's really bad at. Um, so, you know, that was definitely a, a good experience. It, it kind of showed you what things would be like on the next level going against him. Um, you know, I was blessed to have that opportunity, and uh, I'm sure he'll um, he'll say the same, that, you know, we were really competing and really getting to it. By, by the way, can you pass along to the guys that you left behind, like Harvey and Chance Williams and Cam Williams, that that's what they're going to see on September the 4th, a guy like that? Yeah, um, you know, when you're going against a good old lineman, um, you know, your approach should never change. You know, he, he at the end of the day, he puts his pants on in the morning just like you do. Um, but what you realize that uh, with the good old lineman, uh, you know, they don't quit. You know, even when you beat them, they aren't beat. Um, they aren't beat until you get to the quarterback. So what I say is, you know, always stay relentless in your pass rush. Um, and even when you beat them, you might have to beat them again. You might have to work your move two or three times um, before you get to the quarterback. Um, so never stop never stop moving your feet and never stop rushing until the quarterback is down. Do you have do you have an NFL team in mind that you would like to go to or you just want the opportunity for any team? Um, you know, somebody in my situation, you know, where I'm from, you know, I'm just blessed to be in this position and have these opportunities in front of me. Um, whoever drives me, um, it'll be a dream come true, um, and they'll get a player that's, that's going to make an impact for that team. Who, who did you have as your head coach of the Senior Bowl? Coach Rule. Which, oh, is, yeah. which is crazy. I kind of know where you're going with that. But uh, <laughs> I, I committed to him coming yeah. out of high school, um, you know, so – uh, that, that 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 felt really 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 good. Uh, be back reunited with Coach Rule, Coach Foley, Coach Frizz, who sat on my couch every week. Um, Coach Coop, uh, Coach Snow, Coach Sarabo, you know those, all of those guys. Um, you know I kind of knew all of them. They kind of know all of me. I mean, know me. Um, so it felt good. Yeah, right? the, the 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 Dolphins coaching staff was on the other side. So one. They need pass rushers, too. You're right under their nose, of course, playing for the University of Miami. But did you interact with the Dolphin coaches? Yeah, I, I interacted with them, um, you know, at the Senior Bowl, you know, a few times. I, I really don't like talking about which teams I talk to. Um, you know, some teams don't really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I've, I've, I've interacted with them at the Senior Bowl. They, they interact with everybody at the Senior mm-hmm. Bowl. You know, I I think I would definitely fit in what they have going on too. You know, I'm I'm a player that can fit in pretty much any scheme. Um, you know, and I can be productive in pretty much any scheme. I've learned I've played in four different schemes during my college career, and I think that'll show you. Um, when you turn the tape on, and you compare my film to anybody else's film in this draft. Um, you'll see a big difference. What was it like on pro day to be with your brothers, uh, Brevin Jordan? Uh, Rousseau was out there. Uh, Jalen Phillips was there. Uh, what was it like to be with some of your Hurricane brothers? Um, that felt really, really good. Uh, you know, I'm so proud of of Jalen, Greg, Brevin, even Jose. You know, everything they they've accomplished. Um, and you know, I, I feel like we're really making um, we're really making you look good. 
Um, you know, we're really showing what the U is all about, um, you know. But to see everybody out there doing their thing, you know, at the top of their position in, their, in, in this class, you know, this is amazing. And I think we're all, we're all having a blast. Um, and, and we're all we're all family, you know. A lot of people think that you know me, Greg, and Jaden are like competing against each other, or something, or something like that. And it's really, it's really not. You know, we're we're kind of all having fun with it. Uh, we, we we've kind of all accepted, you know, that you know we play the same position, but we are the example and the epitome that pass rushes come in all shapes and sizes. Um, you got Greg who's six seven, um, you know, not the most athletic, but he's super lanky, super aggressive, strong. You got Jalen that's super athletic. Um, you got me that's super technical and versatile. So you know, to to see everybody doing their thing and everybody winning, you know, it's it's a blessing. By the way, uh, you didn't play for him, but I thought Coach Simpson the other day running those drills was really authoritative and put you through some high-level drills. Yeah, uh, Coach Simpson, yeah, I can tell he's he's going to be – he's the real deal. Um, you know, for everything I've seen, everything I've heard, he's the real deal. Um, so I think, you know, that will definitely make an impact at Miami um, on a D-line. Did you give uh, – can you give Harvey, J- Jafari Harvey – or Cam or Chance Williams, any uh, any advice as they get ready to embark on the upcoming season? Keep growing, man. Keep growing. You know, grow and, and outdo yourself every day. Um, you'll have coaches that doubt you. You'll have players. You'll have fans. You'll have media uh, representatives that doubt you. Um, you know, but keep going. You know, you gotta you gotta outdo yourself every day. Um, you are on Friday has to be better than the player that stepped on the field Monday and if you just do that every day um, you'll see some pretty amazing results well I think because of what you said your technique your desire your playmaking um, your experience and maturity you are going to get an opportunity in the NFL and that's all you really need you're going to get an opportunity and my uh, two cents of advice would be be Quincy Roche, and you're going to have a long and productive career. Appreciate that, man. I really do. And uh, thanks for being with us here on the show. Thank you. 560, the Joe WQAM broadcast live from the Lou Backroad Coconut Creek Chevrolet Studios. No one sells Chevys for less than Lou Backroad Coconut Creek Chevrolet. No one. Find new roads. Now back to Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki. All right, joining us on the show now as we move our attention to University of Miami basketball. And with us is Sam Wardenberg from the Hurricanes basketball team. Sam, of course, this year unable to play because of a foot injury, uh, but is coming back for another year. Sam, why was it important for you to come back to the University of Miami? Why did you make that decision? Um, I kind of just felt like I had a bit of unfinished business. Um, came in to a really good team with guys like Dave on Reed and Kamari Murphy got to sit out and watch them and their leadership on this team and how uh, well they did making it to the tournaments and then able to play that next year, my freshman year with another great squad. Um, it's just a awesome feeling being able to get to that tournament and playing with your friends really and all that stuff. And it's been a bit of a struggle the last few years um, with injuries and whatnot. 
and we haven't been able to play the team that we've wanted to play each year. Um, but you know, guys are going out there and trying, but uh, it's kind of that desire to get back to that March Madness, back to that winning, having a winning program, and helping coach out, uh, coach out out with that. That's really the biggest reason why I came back. Yeah, let's expand on that for a moment. The influence that, that Coach Ellis had on you, not only as a basketball player, but as a college student. Yeah, um, he always emphasizes the things off the court. You know, um, he's our coach on the court, but he wants to make us better men. Um, so when we go on, we have a, you know, a great professional career with, and a great family. And all that, and having carrying those values with us, and those are the things I really cherish that he's instilled in me. And you know, he's a, he's a huge reason um, why this program has succeeded, and uh, why I believe it will still succeed. How do you think he's made you a better player? Because I know he takes a lot of time individually to work with players. How has he improved your game? So looking at you know, looking back on this season where I haven't even been able to step on the court, right. I still believe that I've become a better player uh, because of what he's taught me and had me doing um, off off the court and watching the game. Um, he gave me assignments, and uh, Adam Fisher as well, when he was there, they gave me assignments to have a give them a report at the end of each game. Um, so I went back, watched film, all that stuff. I was doing that and just learning the game, getting better in that aspect. And so that's something he's been able to do for me and help me out a lot with. And um, so I'm just looking forward to get back on the court and applying those things with him onto the court and just getting better in that aspect. It is crazy to think the last time the University of Miami was in the NCAA tournament, you were on the floor with Loyola of Chicago. And then we saw what they did in reaching uh, again, reaching the Sweet 16 again this year. Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you watch them play? It was a little frustrating watching them advance while you know while your team has struggled. Yeah, um, you know, all all, uh, all props to them. They're, they've been amazing. Um, uh, watching them play, I, I really like the way they played. Um, and crop work, he was an amazing player for them. Hmm. Um, so that, that's been awesome uh, to see them go on. But obviously, it, it's been a little tough. I haven't, I haven't watched too much of the tournament this year. Uh, I kind of start watching the first five minutes of the game, then I get a little frustrated um, not being and whatnot, so I kind of turn it off. But, um, yeah, it's just that's just another drive, you know, just, just not being there the last few years, you know, struggling to watch those games. That's just another, you know, as that chip to the shoulder and just makes me want to work harder, makes a lot of the guys here want to work harder. And, yeah, we all have the desire just to get back there, make this program you know, a powerhouse again. Sam Wardenberg is our guest. Where are you right now in terms of your your rehab with the foot? Uh, what can you do, and and uh, how is it coming along? Um, it's, it's it's really good. I had my uh, second surgery about three weeks ago, where they took all the hardware out. So I had screws and bolts and in, in, in my foot, and so I've been able to get those out, recovered from the surgery itself, and um, starting to get moving a bit more. Uh, still no running or anything like that or jumping, but um, slowly I should be back in about six, eight weeks back to normal on-court activities. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. How do you keep your shot sharp? Is that possible? 
You say what, sorry? How do you keep your shot? You know, we know that you, you can shoot the three-pointer. So how do you keep your shot in, in the uh, technique of shooting? How do you keep that sharp? Well, I'll be honest. I, I honestly think my shot's a lot better now because <laughs> I've been able to, uh, you know, just work. I've kind of been able to restructure it a little bit. Um, uh-huh. Been able to work on the shorts and just working on the form. Um, when I first had the injury and had the first surgery, I was in a on a little scooter thing, so I was able to just bear the rim, working on my form. And then as I came out of that and I was in a boot, I was able to start working on my mid-range, just standstill shots and stuff. So I've just been shooting a lot and a lot and a lot, and that's really helped me. And now out of the boot, I would to, you know, do a little bit on, on my tippy-toe shooting. It's really just coming along, and the three-pointer is dropping better, the mid-range is dropping better, it's just more consistent. So I, honestly, with this injury, I feel like my shots actually got a lot, a lot better. You know, I think if... Uh... Uh, Hurricane fans listening to this interview right now, the one thing they would say, man, this guy, Sam Wardenberg, sounds so mature. Uh, and this is what happens when you have an older team, a mature team. You, you have a voice on the floor like like yours. Are you very much looking forward to being one of those leaders because you're going to bring, uh, bring that maturity and bring the experience to next year's team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I've always, I came here really young. I was 17 when I first got to campus. So through every year, really, I've kind of been the younger guy in my group. Um, but this is a awesome, awesome opportunity for me to, you know, take that next step, become that uh, main leader on the team, the older guy on the team. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I don't know how this works, but there are going to be a lot of guys, or, or, or there already are a lot of guys in the transfer portal. The University of Miami needs to recruit some players. Do you think, or would you embrace if Coach L leans on you a little bit about players perhaps that you might come into contact with uh, that come through that are being recruited on whether or not they would be a good fit for the program? Yeah, so I know the coaches are working really hard. Uh, the transfer portal is insane right now i think it's like the most <laughs> there's ever been in there but um yeah they're, they're, they're working day and night recruiting guys uh looking at new talent coming through and i, I trust in the coaches 100 percent whoever they bring in i know they're going to be uh guys who reflect the values that coach Al always instill in us and um whatever help they need if, I, if they need me to help recruiting them or anything like that i'm willing to do that for them for sure we're glad you stayed. You might be on an island by yourself in terms of the guys that have stayed. So many are, are transferring. Not uh, not asking you in particular about the guys on your roster, but just in general, uh, are you surprised by how many uh, players have entered the transfer portal? And, and what do you think they're looking for? Um, I, you know, I'm always supportive of these guys. They're, they're my brothers. I, lo- I love these guys, uh, especially my my group um, that came in as freshmen. Love them to death. And, um yeah, I'm always supportive of what they do. Uh, some of them, you know, just looking for new beginnings, fresh starts, and uh, I'm fully supportive of that, and I, I wish them all the best of um, their endeavors, yeah. Um, when, when Coach L brings this new team in, uh, because you're going to have a lot of new players, what do you think will be some of the things that he's going to emphasize uh, to make the transition easier? Defense. Yeah. You know, um, that, that, that's going to be the biggest emphasis. Uh it's something that we've struggled with a little bit the last few years, and that's something we really need to work on. Um, so, you know, always coming to a new program, uh, if you're a freshman, a transfer, whatever, it's, it's always difficult to adjust that at the beginning. But um, 
I, I know whoever they bring in, it's, it's going to be an emphasis, and we're going to be able to work with that and uh, get better in that category for sure. Yeah, and people forget that uh, you are one of the best defenders, or you were one of the best defenders uh, on the roster. Of course, not being able to play, uh, certainly uh, that was tough. What did you think about the little run the team made at the ACC tournament? That was fun to watch, wasn't it? Oh, very fun. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to go with the team because I, I just had surgery like the day before we left. Um, but I was at home watching every single game, every minute, and I, I was screaming at the TV. Um, it, it was really fun. I was super proud of those guys. Um, you know, they, they were the definition of a team at that tournament. Um, came up short by like a couple plays um, in the last game. But um, yeah, again, just super, super proud of those guys and what they accomplished at that, at that tournament. All right, got to ask you this. Uh, how is school coming along? graduation and all that stuff and and did you continue down the path of majoring in geography yes yeah, so I, I got my degree in, uh, in geography uh that was last year and this year i've been working on my uh master's in sports administration what i should have done by summer a so yeah. looking forward to I'll, I'll have to start a new master's program for next year <laughs> uh, um, i'm look, looking forward to that challenge again <laughs> What would you say, though, to younger players that are trying to to move along to the next step so quickly? Here you are being patient. You're going to have a master's degree, maybe a double master's from the University of Miami. And I got to tell you, that's a golden ticket as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fully grateful for the University of Miami for allowing me to do do this. Um, I know it's they've invested a lot of money into us and you know that's not something that you just look over lightly but uh definitely grateful for that and anyone coming in you know like i'm, I'm always for own decisions learning from your decisions and stuff like that but the chance for a free education getting a getting a degree that you know that's that's something you really got to cherish and look, look at yeah you, um, of course, you came to the University of Miami from uh, New Zealand, right? New Zealand, and yeah, and uh, we had DJ from Australia. But as you came over and you've been here now for a while, what, what's been the best part for you being at the University of Miami and and being here in South Florida? The weather, hundred <laughs> <laughs> yeah, percent. Uh, uh, well, yeah, weather's a huge part. Um, you know, back home, uh, you have. Uh, what we call four seasons in one day type of thing. It can be raining, windy, sunny, or at once really. So um, it's nice just to have some consistent, nice hot weather here. Love it. But um, also, I, I love something that I really do like is the, like the multicultural aspect yeah. of Miami. Um, it, it's, it's really beautiful. I, I love every every minute of it. And uh, yeah, this is my home away from home now, really. Well, we're looking forward to watching you get back on the court. You know that Coach L is going to work really hard to get this program back to where it was a couple of years ago when you were in the NCAA tournament. I always tell the guys, you get to the tournament, it's the time of your life. It's the best best time that you could have. For sure. You know, it's a, it's a whole different experience basketball-wise. You, you wouldn't have experienced anything like it uh, leading up to college basketball. Um, so... I hope the new guys coming in have that same drive that uh, these returning guys have and I have and uh, Coach Al has and his coaching staff because it's addictive. When you get there, you really want to get back. And, uh, yes, we, we, we definitely want to do that again. All right, Sam, you've been a great guest. Thank you for How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. 
Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.